Good morning. How many of you remember this picture? The hang in there picture? Maybe you had it on a wall in your house or in your room, or maybe at the office you saw this uh, picture hanging on a hallway or something like that. Um, lots of different variations on this picture, but the message is pretty clear. I want to share a little bit of the background on this picture uh, from, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, the actual name of the poster is called Hang In There Baby. Um, I don't know where the baby came from, except it was in the original, but it is a popular catchphrase and a motivational poster. There are several versions of the poster, as I shared, featuring a picture of a cat or a kitten hanging on to a stick, a tree branch, a pole, or a rope. The original poster featured a black and white photograph of a Siamese kitten clinging to a bamboo pole, and it was first published in late 1971 as a poster by Los Angeles photographer Victor Baldwin. And it has since become a very popular relic of the 1970s. Actually, Baldwin first photographed his cat, and this is actually a picture of his cat named Sassy in this pose in 1963. That's how old this poster is. And they included it in a book he and his wife authored titled The Outcast Kitten. But the poster has been around for quite a long time. Struck a chord with the 1970s Americans and became one of the best-selling posters of the era. Baldwin received letters from people telling him that the poster helped them through recovery from surgery, accidents, and other difficult events in their lives. And Baldwin himself said, she gave solace and strength to people everywhere in all sorts of trouble, including himself. So obviously the, the poster meant something to him too. But by 1973, Baldwin had sold 350,000 copies at $2 the piece and there are now as you have seen hundreds of variations of this poster but the message that it brings this message of encouragement has not changed people identify with the sentiment that when things get tough you just have to <laughs> right it's a message that's been around for a long time and it's no trivial matter hanging in there is an important life skill. The only other option is to what? Is to give up. And while some have taken that option, the outcome is certainly less than desirable. Giving up results in being less productive, feeling like a failure, your reputation suffers, and because you did not see it through, you will never know what the outcome would have been otherwise. And what's worse, once you give up, you give up more in the future, rather than working through the difficulties you face. So there's good reason to embrace the encouragement we get, even through this poster, to hang in there. Remembering last week's message, Pastor Nancy preached a similar encouragement, keep praying and never give up. This week's theme of perseverance follows along that same track. And like last week, giving up is not the answer. 
That's what Paul was trying to tell Timothy when he wrote. His letters of encouragement to this young pastor were exactly what Timothy needed to hear to succeed in leading the early church. In the section of scripture that we've heard today, Paul is writing as he nears the end of his life, and he is reflecting on many years and the amount of energy he has spent sharing the gospel and teaching others about how to live a God-pleasing life individually and as a church. His words are very positive and full of hope for himself and for Timothy, even though the text seems to say that Paul is probably in jail and currently awaiting judgment, possibly even facing death. Paul knew the difficulties Timothy would face because he faced them himself. So Paul is compelled to share his feelings and reflect on what he anticipates, what promises will become a reality for him because of his faithfulness in spite of the trials and tribulations he has endured and is currently enduring. They are not only encouraging words to Timothy, of course, but also to anyone who has put their faith in Christ. He writes in verse 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. Paul, as you may recall, writes about this race in other letters uh, in the New Testament, but here he says he has actually finished the race. Note that he doesn't say he has won. Paul is making the case that there's something more important than winning. The crown of righteousness that awaits him, as he says in verse 8, is not offered because he won the race, but rather because he has finished it. So it's a matter of perseverance. He has kept the faith. That is, his life reflects a faithfulness to the gospel and that he has stayed true to the faith which he is now passing on to Timothy. In short, Paul is saying that he has hung in there and soon he will be the recipient of a reward for doing so. He also states that this is also true for all those who will faithfully run the race. The prize awaits everyone, again, who will just hang in there. Paul's message is particularly meaningful to all those who have spent their lives trying to live faithfully and who may be in their twilight years. Paul says that the time of his death is near, and yet he is able with great confidence to look forward with assurance to the future that God has promised all those who live with Christ. The reality of death is scary for many. You probably know some who feel this way, but not so with Paul. The confidence he has in the prize that is everlasting life with Christ is there because he has tried his level best to live as a faithful servant. And again, he asserts that the same prize awaits all who have run their race. Those who have faith in Jesus Christ will obtain the crown. Life may not have been perfect or gone the way you had hoped all of the time, but the determining factor of living an eternal life with Christ is not 
whether things went right or wrong or whether there were or were not difficulties along the way. What determines whether we receive the crown of righteousness is our ability by God's grace to persevere and to hang in there. There are certain misgivings about the Christian life that I think many people assume occur, even those who call themselves Christians. There are untruths that reveal the need for those who want to run the race well to persevere through the challenges life throws at them. They are called the four spiritual flaws and they come from Chuck Swindoll's book, Three Steps Forward, Two Steps Back. And when I read these, you will find that they may be obvious at first, that it's a flaw, it's incorrect thinking, but one can easily see how a misunderstanding can take place and how important it is for the Christian to remain vigilant if they are to see their life as a journey with Christ with peaks and valleys and highs and lows and ups and downs and still be able to persevere. So here's flaw number one. Because you are a Christian, all your problems are solved, right? Again, it seems so obviously wrong to say that. Of course, our problems don't go away because we are believers. We still live in the same world as the rest, and some of the challenges are the same. And sometimes you get a whole new set of problems when you become a Christian. It's not very kind of us when we speak to an unbeliever and we tell them or we bait them by saying to him or her, come to Christ and all your problems will be over because they won't. The Bible never says that. It promises that we will be new creatures. It assures us that we will have a new destiny that is secure, but it does not guarantee an easy downhill walk once Christ comes into a person's life. The challenges of living a Christ-like life will require us to be able to stay the course and not give up. Flaw number two. All the problems you will ever have are addressed in the Bible. Swindoll and others say they're not. It's very unwise for us to make broad sweeping statements in areas where the scriptures do not speak. There are many times when we don't find an explicit answer in scripture for our specific problem. And at such times we are forced to walk by faith trusting the Lord to show us the next step as it's needed. The Bible simply does not offer specific answers to every problem in life. So it begs the question of what we are supposed to do in such situations. We still have choices to make, and some of them are going to be difficult choices. Part of running the race and persevering is stepping out in faith with prayer and with the guidance of our brothers and sisters, but it doesn't mean it will be easy. Flaw number three. If you are having problems, you are unspiritual. It's a shame that this idea has gotten 
a lot of attention. Having a problem simply proves only one thing, and that is that you are human. We all have problems, and you are not unspiritual because you are wrestling with a dilemma. As a matter of fact, some of the most spiritual men and women in the world that the world has ever known have wrestled with some of the deepest problems life offers. Because we claim to have faith does not make us immune to them. It may mean we approach our problems differently, but not that we won't ever have them to deal with. Like everyone else, we should expect them. But like Paul, we should also expect to be able to overcome them with God's help. Paul was facing death. That was a pretty big problem, I think. Even as he wrote about that, that was just more than a problem, he wrote the blessing he would receive when the problem was removed. He actually just reframed the problem, actually then have it removed. In this way, Paul had the courage to face even death. Another example of being seemingly unspiritual was Job and his suffering. And I know you know his story. He did not have an answer to his problems. He did not understand why he was in the situation he was. And his friends and counselors didn't know the answers either. Although Job was spiritual, he still had problems. Yet he persevered as well and ended up being blessed far beyond what he could have imagined. And lastly, flaw number four, being exposed to sound Bible teaching automatically solves problems. This is somewhat like flaw number two. There are people all over the world who hear the most gifted and biblically literate teachers, but still are having problems. Just because you hear doesn't mean you are going to apply what you hear, and that goes for others as well. Paul said he was faithful. That means he not only heard the word, but did what it said. Running the race faithfully requires more than just hearing the word. It requires, as James says, that we be doers of the word as well. The one who perseveres is the one who does the will of God. I think it's clear, and I think you would also agree with me, that Christians aren't immune from the struggles and difficulties of this life. Even if nothing else, we face the reality of death just like everybody else, like Paul did. But there is one big difference between the Christian and the non-Christian. The Christian believes that perseverance is a virtue for the purpose of showing the glory of God and the truth of Christ. The Christian believes that seeing things through and hanging in there when times get tough are traits that will result in a reward, that they have something greater to look forward to when they have completed the race God has set out for them to run. That reward is nothing less than eternal life 
the crown that Jesus promises. Surely you and I have had our difficulties in this life. But I pray these difficulties have given us an opportunity to be faithful in our responses, both individually and as a church. May we have the courage, like Paul, to face our circumstances with faith and not fear. When the going gets tough, may we remember that it's only temporary and that the reward is so much greater than the struggle. If you have a copy of a poster that looks like the picture that's up there right now, especially if one, if you have one that says, hang in there or hang in there, baby, maybe it's time to pull that out one more time, just for a week or so, and put it up and let it remind you that regardless of the things that we face in this life, there is an eternal blessing that awaits those who will just hang in there.